0: The W E E I Studios, the
2: home of the Red Sox, ninety three seven W E E and HD one, Lawrence,
0: Boston, always live on the Free Odyssey app.
3: I just think they had more pride in their defense last year. I really believe that. I think, I think they took that identity somewhere middle of the season when they were eighteen to twenty one. Whatever, they hit rock bottom in whatever the game it was. I, I think it was a Portland game last year. I, and I think from that point on, they were like, we're going to be this hard-nosed defensive team. So what's the difference when you watch, right? They come off the screen. The difference this year is that guy is like down the floor waiting for a guy. Last year, they come off the screen, and they're right into the body. It was an aggressive switch. What else is the difference? Well, I see their hands were up a lot more last year than this year. I got, I thought deflections were up. I just thought they were – way more active it felt like to me that there was just a a lot more pride defensively than this year i just haven't seen like that team that defensive hard-nosed defensive team that we saw last year
4: how's brian scalabrini last hour in response to a question arcan asked him about the celtics and their slippage on defense that's the final hour. Jones and Mego with Arcan.
5: Gotta be careful with your slippage.
3: You do, that's true. No.
4: We'll get back to your phone call, 617-779-7937. Scal also said, and I'm sorry to burst the the bubble of the greenies of the world out there. Scal also said Marcus Smart's defense has dropped off. Like it has. And so last year he was defending at a really high level. This year, not so much. Now, I think it was overrated what he did last year, but I would agree. He was defending at a higher level last year. If you don't have a defensive identity, put that on the DPOY. How do you not have a defensive identity with the DPOY? So we talked about that, and you guys can jump in. Again, 617-779-7937. Mego also asked him about Grant Williams and what's going on. And we're not talking about the apparent nudes that are out there.
5: No, I didn't ask about that. Which
4: I still uh, I still haven't seen, but trust me, it's on my agenda tonight. Still haven't uh, witnessed those. I'm setting i I'm budgeting some time for that, Mego It's
5: but, research.
4: <laughs> it's just. It's all. It's show research that I'm going to be getting into later today. And uh, it's not about that. It's about Grant Williams getting benched and Grant Williams knees wobbling at the free throw line the other day. Uh, here's what Scal said about Grant.
3: I think with this team, the only way to really get out of it is uh, like when guys are out. Like Rob Williams going to miss some time. You just got to take advantage of those opportunities and. You know, like, there is a little bit of humility of going to the coach and saying, all right, I know I'm not playing. I want to play well. I know – and you don't hide it, right? I'm in a contract here, and I, I want to make a lot of money for myself and my family. What do I need to do to do that? And I'm sure the coach lays out three things. Here's what you got to do first. This is the main thing we want you to do. Second is that. And here's the third thing that we really want you to work on. And from there, you try to you try to do that and you try to – um Like, move forward and do the best job you can. I don't think that, like, Joe will ask him to do something he can't do. And I think, like, he's got to kind of look at it. Like, what do I need to do to be better? And I think and when you're in a contract year and you have all this depth and people are playing and you get a DMP or you're not playing well, it's not easy. There's no gifting minutes on the Boston Celtics anymore. You You go out there. If you're not – Tatum Brown, you're, you're, you you're have to go out there and you have to earn everything you get. And that's, I think Grant and I think Peyton Pritchard's realizing that. I think that, um, you know, like Sam Hauser, who shot the ball really well at the beginning of the year, he's he's realizing that. There's nothing given here if you're not uh, Jason Tatum or, or uh, Jalen Brown.
4: So that was Scout last hour. And if you missed the interview with Brian Scalabrini, you can go back and listen on the podcast anytime by subscribing to Jones and Mega with Arcan on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. I heard that last answer, and I'm like, it sounds like what we were talking about yesterday and earlier today. Guys are starting to grouse about their situation. they got to buy in because the 18-19 Celtics, Kyrie's final year, they never bought in. And it sounds like that's starting to be a concern. It's been a concern for me. I, I don't really think Scal dismissed it in that answer.
5: No, I don't think so. Uh, I think he hinted at something that I had heard behind the scenes was happening, or he kind of spelled it out that Grant is doing, which is going directly to the source of, hey, how do I work myself back into the lineup the way I was in the playoffs last year? And to his credit, putting in some extra time where other things might be, quote, uh, what was the word that Jared Weiss used yesterday for shoot-arounds? It was... uh it was, it, Some, not, it was basically non-mandatory shoot Yeah, arounds, oh, voluntary. Voluntary, voluntary yes. shoot around. So I think he's been trying to put in the work to figure out his way back on. When I hear that about, respectfully, guys like Pritchard, guys like Hauser, who did not play an enormous role in the playoffs last year, and Grant played a substantial role at times, I go, you know, there's a certain level of awareness that you have to have. Well, in this team this, doesn't have that. In this team chemistry, where you're looking at what happened in the finals last year and leading up to it. And then in the off season, respectfully, when Brad Stevens is sitting there in press conferences openly saying, yeah, we didn't have playmaking off the bench. We need to add playmaking off the bench. And then adds Malcolm Brockton in the off season. I think that kind of spells how a lot of the season is going to go for you. So you can try hard, work your way back into the lineup, whatever. But at some point, like we need these rotations to be pretty set. We need these lineups to be pretty set. And it doesn't feel like now in early March, like we're there with this team. Yeah,
4: I don't rule out it goes above the role players, but I agree. Those seem like the primary culprits. He threw in Hauser, who we hadn't been mentioning.
5: No, he said everybody besides Jalen and Jason, basically. Yeah,
4: I mean, but even Jalen, it's like, doesn't Jalen want some end-of-game shots? Does he want to just sit there while Tatum dribbles down the clock and takes the final shot? Like, who's closing? Smart or White or Brogdon? probably two out of those three are closing who's the odd man out like i think it goes above just those role players but you guys can jump in 617-779-7937 how come the celtics don't have a defensive identity uh what's some of their end game issues and how much of that is on joe missoula uh, which we also asked Scal about again 617-779-7937 i did want to get back into the quarterback carousel though and some of these contracts in the last uh i don't know 24 to 48 hours a little longer than that now Going back to Derek Carr signing in New Orleans on Monday. Uh, going back to Geno Smith late Monday, and then the that Daniel- was only Monday. I think so. Maybe I, now I have that no, time. I think Derek wrong.
5: Carr was last week. Was
4: it? Derek Carr last week? It's all running together for me. I honestly don't remember. Anyway, sorry. It seems it feels like a long week because there's been a lot of NFL Semantics. news. I agree. Yeah. So whatever it was, Carr to the Saints. Geno back with the Seahawks. Derek Carr was Monday. Daniel Jones Damn. extension. Whatever. Daniel Jones extension uh, yesterday with the Giants. We talked about how the numbers are really getting out of control and how that's a bit of a cautionary tale and man if you're paying those guys that get ready to pay max uh, Mac rather the same thing. I think about something Scal actually just said about Grant Williams and I think it applies to Mac Jones. He's not in a contract year per se, but if Mac goes out and has a big year, he's in line to get a big extension. There's a lot at stake. Mac Jones was already difficult to deal with last year, whether you think he had a reason to be or not. The coaches, you know, set him up to fail, blah, blah, blah. We've been through that. Regardless of whether you feel that way or not, he was difficult to deal with last year for the coaching staff. Does this make it any easier to deal with Mac Jones? This is something that occurred to me earlier today. And my answer definitively, unequivocally, is no. He's going to be much more difficult to deal with with this type of money at stake.
5: Well, it certainly helps to have Bill O'Brien in there. So an adult in the room to guide him through the offense this year. And... Yeah, it's possible that the stress and pressure as we've seen get to him before really gets to him this year where I think he's he's aware. And it seems like it's a make or break year that they're investing back into him and trying to see what they have with him. And like I treat it like a contract here. I would. I mean, he's playing for the contract. It
4: basically is. Yeah.
5: But at the same time, you know, it might it might work in his favor or and in the team's favor and that everybody's rowing in the same direction. You know, you can't really just sit out, pout, whatever. Not saying that he did those things last year, but everybody kind of has to find a way to cooperate because now the money's really on the line. It's not even just about, hey, the fans, are the fans chanting Bailey Zappi over me or anything like kind of intangible like that where it just makes you feel bad. It's actually about your paycheck. And so maybe it means, you know, swallowing some pride at different points where maybe he wouldn't before.
4: It's the Lamar Jackson thing. It's like, oh, you guys really like me? How come you didn't put me at the exclusive level? How come I'm at the non-exclusive level? And how come you won't guarantee my contract? Like, that's a really high-end example. But we're kind of talking about some of the same stuff now with Mac Jones. Is he going to be easier or more difficult to deal with, Arkin?
1: I think it's going to be more of the same. But if I had to pick one, I'd say probably a little tougher. But that's only because... You're talking th- – this team's going the way he's going. Like, no matter what ha- – like, if Mac Jones has a bad year, the team's going to have a bad year. I don't see that, like, it's going to be one of these Tim Tebow situations where even though the quarterback <laughs> sucks, that still get defense carries them where into the win. playoffs and they, they win in spite game. of them, Like, I don't think that's how it's going to go here. Um, But I do think that for Mac Jones or any player that's playing for a contract, you obviously want to get your best foot forward, and if it doesn't, then you're going to have issues. And, listen, Mac Jones has had sort of a fiery personality going all the way back to high school. I don't see this being any different for him or him being any some sort of, I don't know, mega Mac Jones, like really freaking out on everybody because it's a contract year. He's always like this. He was like, this is rookie year. He's like, this last year. I don't really see this being too much different, but I don't think that you can separate Mac Jones from the team. Like, whatever happens with him is what's going to happen with the team, and everything beyond that is really important this year.
4: Yeah, so do you think Mac is going to be more difficult to deal with? I do. And if you were hoping that it would be smooth sailing, I don't think these contracts are helping. I don't think the Daniel Jones contract makes it easier to deal with Mac or the Geno Smith contract or the Derek Carr contract. I think he sees those numbers. They're tangible. He knows what they are. That makes it more difficult to hammer things out. If he thinks he's worth this number or that number, Carr or Jones or whatever, I do think it makes it that much more difficult. And again, if you need an example real time, the Grant Williams thing that's playing out, Or even Jalen Brown. I I know Jalen's going to get a big deal either way. And Jalen's going on to his third contract, right? Mac would be getting a second contract. And that's really where you start to change in terms of going into a different stratosphere and being secure for life. That second contract is a big one. Jalen's already gotten the second contract. He's playing for a third contract. And it might be the difference between a Max and a Supermax. But that's something that we're constantly talking about with him. Is he worth it? Is he going to get it? Does he want it somewhere else? That's something we're constantly talking about. I don't think that's been... Easy with Jalen Brown. That doesn't appear that it's been easy on the Celtics with Jalen Brown. I don't think this will be easy with Mac either.
5: Jalen's also playing really well right now. He's so, playing. I mean, like, Mac is not. It's Jaylen's a high level. Had a comp good for year. Yes. and he's playing. He's like one of the only core guys on this team right now who's playing really well, night in and night out. So if that's what Mac's going to do, and then he's going to be a pain a good in pro- the ass good in negotiations, I'm okay with that.
4: Pasternak would be another example of that, right? Like Pasternak is playing out of his mind in a real contract year. So what do you guys think? 617-779-7937. Are you scared off of Mac Jones with these contracts? And do you think he'll be easier or more difficult to work with? Plus, all of that Celtics conversation remains on the table. I thought Scal had some good stuff there. Their defensive identity or lack thereof. What's the problem with the Celtics? It's something we've been talking about all week. We'll continue to talk about after trending with Chris.
6: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
5: Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app.
0: You're listening to Jones and Mako on WEEI.
7: Let's start with Aaron Rodgers, who is in California right now with the New York Jets contingent. It is owner Woody Johnson and Joe Douglas, the general manager, and Robert Sale and a couple other coaches meeting with Aaron Rodgers, the long-awaited meeting. They got permission to speak with Rogers earlier in the week, flew out to California yesterday to go, I believe, have dinner with Aaron Rodgers somewhere near his Malibu home. And uh, it was a recruiting pitch from the New York Jets. Obviously, he has been their top target. They've been very clear about that. Derek Carr, who was also one of their targets, knew that as well. It really uh, was pretty clear that Aaron Rodgers was their guy. So now Rodgers' information gathering needs to come to some sort of decision. Is he going to retire, which my understanding is still on the table? Give away $60 million, walk away from $60 million? Or is he going to go to a team like the Jets or potentially even return to the Packers? If he does end up going to the Jets, he would tell the Packers, make this deal, and they would then facilitate that.
4: Ian Rappaport earlier today on Aaron Rodgers. The latest there. And the latest is that the Jets have left California. Nothing in place yet. But it sounds like that's where Rodgers is going. Uh, though mego isn't buying it and it's jones and mego with Arcan here on weei we're taking your phone call 617-779-7937 coming up about 10 minutes from now i want to get to a news story out of arizona related to the boston bruins we'll do that coming up it's some very uh high quality local news audio that i want to get to but you're not buying aaron Rodgers to the jets huh
5: I'm not saying I'm not buying it. Well, you think he's going to retire instead of going there? I feel like it's there. a coin flip at this point. No, I said it's possible that he retires. I, I'm just not, like, uh, immediately assuming that the Jets are going to get him, because it's the Jets, and they might Jets it up. They and can Jets it they up. They keep chasing they him around could. the whole country, trying to take him out to dinner by Malibu and everything, and he's probably like, ugh, am I going really, to really spend the next few years with these guys? Ugh. Uh, Yeah, all the—everybody talks about the media stuff right now. Oh, he's not going to be able to handle the New York media. Oh, it's, uh, like, such a machine out there. The number of outlets uh, holding their feet to their fire, everything. I feel more concerned if I were a Jets fan about the locker room accepting him because he's not an easy personality. And he's been absolutely treated with kid gloves by everyone in Green Bay the whole time that he's been out there, which is part of the reason that he was always threatening to leave and then always going back to Green Bay because he knew that he hadn't screwed it up so much that he screwed up the place that is, you know, caters to his needs. That locker room just dealt with Zach Wilson for two years. Yeah. Like, they do not want another, quote, personality but they don't think you can. they the don't room. think he
4: can play. They know Aaron Rodgers right. at one point but can Aaron, play.
5: Of course. And Aaron Rodgers should still be an elite quarterback. And he's still definitely got the best quarterback brain in the league now that Brady's retired. But all that said, you know, he... He didn't have a good season last year, and we saw what happened with Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. So anything's possible in terms of him falling off.
1: I'm not really worried about that locker. That's a young locker room there with the Jets. Like they are a bunch of like first and second year players. Their important primary players are all pretty young, and I feel like even though Aaron Rodgers is a total freaking lunatic, like. He's going to come in there, and those young players are going to be excited to play with him. I believe that. I do think that that's a real thing, especially with older quarterbacks. They come into a a team with a bunch of young talent, a bunch of young skill position players on the offensive side. I could see them all falling right in line with Rodgers, as crazy as he is. I could. Garrett Wilson and the running, what's the running back's name? Yeah, they
4: all, uh, Brees Hall, rather. They all
1: start taking ayahuasca
5: and sitting
4: in dark
1: rooms. I like this. Yes.
5: I like this. The whole team gets really weird.
4: They're just so young and impressionable they it's all like
5: start wearing drug rugs yeah, around. like it's like Edel-
4: it's like edelman and gronk with brady
5: He's so good
4: they just followed him around and started doing all his stuff They're like and branch like, davidians yeah you know, <laughs> wanting, to, wanting to steal his ev- skin
5: everybody has a man bun so when it
4: comes to rogers i don't know why this this just occurred to me but it's like the media thing is overrated with him in new york like oh he can't handle the media he doesn't he love his name out there Loves attention. Um, so, like, so, that's
5: so the, been a progression. I so think the it more goes I think back, about it, the more I'm like, he probably
4: does want to be in New York. It's been a
5: progression. I think back in his early career, he was so tough to get as an interview, particularly one-on-one. He was very, very guarded. And I think uh, lately, like the Pat McAfee show has done wonders for his brand in one way, which yeah. is allowing him to be in a pretty friendly and controlled situation. And most of the time, I think he comes off like a pretty normal human being on that podcast when he goes on other podcasts. I mean, Not for so him. Hot. Yeah, for him. Like, baseline. Sure.
4: On the Aaron Rodgers scale, he comes off pretty well. I mean, Brady can come off as a lunatic, for sure. Uh, speaking of Brady, what did Tom Curran have to say about Tom Brady potentially coming back in his latest Patriots Talk podcast? He's gettable, despite everything the Dolphins say. So, sorry, I set that up. That's about Tua. He's talking about Tua there. Mm-hmm. So, how does he uh, segue from Tua into Brady? But it should be surprising. It would be quite eye-opening. If
0: I got new, if it came across right now, Tom Brady's coming back to the NFL, I'd
4: say, holy sh! I would be very surprised because I have it at less than 5% he's coming back this year.
1: Next year, we'll talk.
4: Okay. So, Mego, you glom on to the second thing. I glommed on to the 5%. You glom on to the next year, we'll talk.
5: I think the next year, we'll talk thing is huge. Next Uh, year, we'll talk. Yeah, next year, we'll talk means that this isn't a retirement. This is a hiatus. He's taken a year off. And then he may be coming back, and then who knows where he'll be? Probably San Francisco.
4: I I think the five percent thing is interesting because it's current leaving the door open for this year. I it's think that's not just, so
5: silly to glom onto the five percent. Why?
4: I think it's silly to worry of about course next you year. You
5: leave the door open to be. To, would you feel different if you said there's a one percent chance?
4: That's still leaving the door open. So maybe yeah. not. But like, I expected him to say 0%. I, I mean, like. So you're telling me there's a chance? Well, who,
5: who can predict? But hang on. Of course, but there's Mego, always Mego, a hang chance on. he'll come not, back. He, he did it last year. He doesn't
4: leave the door open on trading Mac Jones.
5: No, he said that. He says over the okay. owner's dead body. I mean, that's that's definitive. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, fair point. I mean, fair point. I guess, me I guess
4: the door is open a little bit. I guess that's, I guess, unfair of me to put it that way. It, it, the door, I guess he left Let's the door open a crack there.
5: Let's hope not. Let's hope that door is very What's well, Tom doing? Shut. It not us, yeah. I know. It is Tom who keeps bringing that up. We're just going off of what he said. The messenger. But yeah, I don't I don't read into the less than 5%. That sounds like a very small chance that he's going to come I back like, this year. I feel like like a week but ago next year when he says we'll talk next year, that's like I didn't know we were talking about next year. I thought next year he's supposed to be working in Fox Sports. Next year we'll talk. Five? Which, by the way, his future co-workers are saying, I don't think he's oh, going to work here. yeah, I
4: forgot about it. We haven't even played this yet. Uh, my mistake. Mego. thank you for bringing that up. What did Cowherd say about Brady and the potential he could come back? So somebody I trust outside of this building at Fox told me a couple of weeks ago, they said, I don't think Brady's going to be a broadcaster anytime soon. <laughs> I think he wants to play. Okay, just quick. That's all you need. Somebody the Cowherd talks to, not at Fox. Okay,
5: on the one hand, it's like, duh, he said he's not going to work until next year. But then that's kind of making it sound like he's not going to work that following year. He
4: wants to play. So look, don't
5: hold on to that following year because he might be playing in 2025. I just think the
4: 5% from Curran represents a little bit of movement. That feels like movement for him. I feel like a week or two ago, he was 0% or like 0.01%. And now he's at less than 5, 4.99999999. I feel like that was some movement from Curran is how it feels to me. Maybe I'm misreading. We can ask him about it tomorrow uh, with all your phone calls here. 617-779-7937. Here's the real takeaway with the Rodgers and Brady stuff. The division sounds like it's about to get better at quarterback. Rodgers to the Jets, maybe. Brady to the Dolphins, maybe. And if not, who knows? Maybe they're in on Lamar, both those teams. Who knows? Does Robert Kraft care? Does Robert Kraft care that those teams might be getting better? And you could be looking at, Josh Allen twice a year, Aaron Rodgers twice a year, Tom Brady twice a year, and now you're 0-6 in the division and starting behind the eight ball. That's what I want to know. Uh, Jay's in Connecticut. Go ahead, Jay.
3: Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Jay. Um, yeah, so first of all, I got a couple questions.
2: One, uh, what if, if the Patriots do decide that Max, not, maybe not the guy, um, What would he, if, they, if they put him up to, for trade, I think he could probably get like a second round pick from
3: Vegas, right? Because McGinnis, I think, loves him. I think McGinnis would take him right now. Yeah, so we you, so we, you get their second round pick, which is thirty
4: eight overall. I would do it, Jay. We've talked about this before. I would do it for thirty eight. I wouldn't need a first round pick for Mac Jones. I, I thirty eight to me is almost a first round pick. That's where Bill likes to draft anyway. I would take thirty eight for Mac Jones. Yes,
5: I would take a first round pick, but
4: well, first I, from the Raiders, I think it's seven.
5: Yeah. That's nice. Well, I,
4: well, I definitely take I that. I take yeah. that.
5: Yeah. Uh but the the point is also if you're trading Mac Jones this year, you're probably gonna get the smallest return that you'll get. You're Why sell- not trade him at the end of next season? True. If well, he looks really better. Low. Like this is well, this is just bad business. Well,
4: maybe you're selling low, or maybe maybe they know they're they're fearful that it could go further south. Okay, but uh, it, since
5: fe- they aren't, doesn't that tell you that they don't think it's gonna go further south? Well, They've already hit rock bottom. Well they're clawing their way back out.
4: We don't know that they aren't yet. Quarterback carousel ain't done. We, we okay. don't know that they're we'll not. See. I don't we'll think. See. I don't think they are, but we don't know that yet. Uh 617-779-7937. I do want to play a little audio for you out of Arizona. Now, this is a local news broadcast from an incident that happened, I want to say, around Christmas, right? Did this happen right around Christmas time? Maybe just after the Bruins are out in Arizona at that tiny Little Arena, Mullet Arena. Thank you. I was about. just going to say, what's the stupid name, Mullet Arena? Which is amazing, by the way. Uh, it's a great name. I yeah. call it. I said stupid name. It's a great
1: name. It's Arizona State on so, ASU's
4: yeah. campus. Is what I was just going to say. It's like four thousand people. And if you remember, there was a, a a video of a fight that went viral from Bruins fans fighting in Arizona. And you're like, typical mass holes out here fighting with Coyotes fans at Arizona State. And it at was like Mullet this, Arena. At Mullet Arena, <laughs> and December it was like ninth. Okay, so even I'm even older than I thought. So there was like this, this you know, just heinous-looking fight that took place in the stands. There's now a local news report making its way out of Arizona about some of the details, and if we may, they're uh, well, they're they're quite shocking. Let's hear it.
2: I'm speaking with this gentleman doing business, communicating, and he says if they say one more bad thing about my daughter. We're gonna have a problem.
6: Newly released body camera footage shows the aftermath of a brawl at the Coyotes Bruins game in December. Chris and Rachel Bergman were caught in the middle. Chris explains how he believes the fight started. Okay, so the,
4: the first voice you heard, this man on the scene, not, not somebody involved in the fight. These are like Coyotes fans, locals, that are uh, on the scene. And giving you the, uh, the first
6: hand accounts. So let's keep how going. he believes the fight started. The Coyote
7: fans,
2: eight rows up, were speaking bad about the daughter. Don't know what they said, but it irritated the. the
6: dad one of the men involved claims in the video that someone knocked his daughter out so he started fighting that person
4: so obvious obviously real quick none of that's condoned right obviously if something's going on and somebody's knocking your daughter out cold male or female you're gonna you're gonna step in there and defend it right so up to this point all of it seems pretty uh uh, again you're reprehensible but you understand the guy getting so he
6: started fighting that person During the scuffle, that man says another person bit the tip of his finger off.
4: So real quick, I don't know how well you can hear that, but that is body cam footage of the uh, a cop and I think the usher on site. Arkane, did you watch this whole video? Yeah. I, it was the cop and the usher at Mullet Arena saying look you need to go see a doctor because the tip of your finger is bitten clean off and they try so the second thing that's the cop I, I believe that's the cop going hey does Just anybody does anybody see a tip of a finger lying around well it turns out Mego ready to puke over there and if you're watching oh, to my fries if you're watching on twitch.tv maybe you'll see Mego for the second time right you've thrown up on this show before
5: this is so gross to right? me. Right?
4: You've thrown up on this show before. Is yeah. that accurate? Yeah, that so was you, the chip talent. You can maybe watch her throw up <laughs> for a second time on twitch.tv, uh, here on WEEI. Uh, don't worry, there's more, because they did find it. <laughs> they did. Let's, uh, let's hear it.
0: There's no way someone see it, the tip over there.
6: Chris says once the fight was over, a security guard came to their section asking if anyone saw a finger.
2: We are shocked. We look around all at each other, and this guy over in like, see... Eight, bro, one goes, I got it. We go, <laughs> I, found it. I got it.
4: Just a tip. Oh, hey, guy, you're looking for a finger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Where like, is his finger? Yeah, I got one over here. Yeah, 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 finger. Yeah. Yo, you were looking for that? Somebody needs that back? <laughs> That's
1: a wild move.
5: How did he know what it was?
1: I
4: don't know. Did it have
5: I mean, a nail? I'm trying to okay, so I'm trying to figure out the logistics. It's a piece how of flesh much, on the ground. <laughs> how much of a finger gets bitten off is it the tip. No, but Just are we talking about I do, don't know. Do you hit bone?
2: I think he hit bone.
5: Because how do you recognize it without the nail? You think he hit bone? I think he hit bone. How do you bite through bone? Easy. Oh, th- oh, do you Teeth realize how bone. easy you could
2: snap off like the tip of your finger like that? That no. that drop I just played was from a mixed martial arts fight where a guy squeezed so hard on his opponent's finger he ripped it clean off. What? And the announcers going, "Wait, where's his?" He's like, "What are we looking at?" He goes, "Where's his finger?" That's the only reason I know how easy you could sever a, a tip of a digit my, like that. My fingertips can just go flying off. I didn't know this. Yeah. I gotta be more. I gotta be more careful. <laughs> where's his finger? Oh, that was from the that was
4: from the the fight. Yeah. The uh do you think that the was biter gross. was
1: like proud? You know, like no. When they, I don't when think he, anything I don't think anything bit down in their life of are a are sudden they proud of. he no. comes away and there's like a piece of finger in his, how his how mouth is he like, ah oh, I got like him like
5: that sharp. Like, you've got to be going straight canine there. And yeah. is this one Back of these row, people yeah. who decides at some point that they're either a vampire or they want to be a human well, I mean, cat you know, it so sounds, they get the canines filed even further to It, Alex
4: it sounds like a terrible person knocking
2: uh, women out and then biting off fingertips. No, I think it's just like taking the, the cartilage off of one of those wing-ding chicken wings you probably eat in the kids' menu. You <laughs> just... Bite oh. it and you pull your head and you just snap oh. the thing right off. I just, I can't believe they
4: found it. I can't believe the guy, and they show video of it, right? Is there more? Do you have more of this video we or is that the end of it?
2: All at each other and this guy over like, see, right in like seat eight, bro one goes, I got it. <laughs> we go, <"Whoa." laughs>
6: You can see how shocked fans look in these photos as that person hands the security guard the tip of that person's and the finger. Guy, it's like
4: nonchalant <laughs> as can be. It's like so not. The guy's just like, oh, yeah, you need a fingertip. Here you go, guy. And he just like hands it to the cop, the security guy, who just like grabs it like no one's wearing. Maybe the cop is wearing gloves. The guy in the stands is definitely just like raw dog in this fingertip, just like handing it over. Like it's just, it's uh, it's it's very, very cavalier.
1: Very cavalier. To when they handy. brought the guy to the station, did they, like, take the tip and fingerprint it? <laughs> I, I, I
6: don't know. It's a good <laughs> question. Was there, was there more? I was rude. As that person hands the security guard the tip of that person's <laughs> finger. It was
5: a little nerve-wracking because yeah, you know, I'd got, say
6: there's probably 20 people. The couple says it was a hectic situation to be a part of. There's probably 20 people fighting, and I'm like, okay, how big is this going to get, and am I going to get in the middle of this? Now, the man who is accused of biting the finger off was arrested for aggravated assault. Five other people were charged assault. in that fight. One assault. officer had minor crossed? injuries while trying to break up this fight.
2: Uh, props to the security guard for calmly mm-hmm.
4: collecting. Okay,
6: props. So you
4: can stop these. I was rooting so oh, you don't
2: hard. Like the local news. I was rooting
4: so hard for the local news to just make like a. <laughs> I don't know some sort of bad pun. I was rooting for it so hard, and they just leaned real heavy into the pro. Hey, props to the local law enforcement. <laughs> Good job by them. They leaned too hard into that. I was rooting great for a great job. Ba- I can really dig it. I was <laughs> I was rooting uh, for a bad local TV pun so hard, and it didn't happen.
5: No, I don't have one. Arcan,
4: you seem a little squeamish over there.
0: Though.
5: I'm trying. No, I just I really really don't like um. Cannibal content and the idea—it's not even the finger breaking off. Like if they were like, "Oh, he grabbed his pinky and pulled it, and it snapped," right? And the bones broke or something. Well, sure. he didn't eat the. Finger. I know, but it just—it's it. gross. I'm thinking about him having the fingertip in his mouth and spitting it out, and blood being there, and it really grosses me out. You
1: I won a TKO in a grueling
4: fight, but the big story here is apparently P-Tech Cleop's finger is missing.
1: It's gone. What happened? I don't. I can't remember. I can't remember anything.
4: I, I
5: just oh gross. I it's love gross.
4: I lo- I didn't realize this, but uh, Mega was anti cannibal content arcad. So let's cross that off. Any no, any more, any more show pr- any more show prep with cannibal content? Let's it just wipe really, that wipe that wipe that clean off the really, bus
5: It really freaks me out. I saw one of those Donner party. uh
4: Oh sure, yeah.
5: Things on like History Channel when yeah. I was little, and I was eating uh, a ice that? cream sundae.
4: That's that was the Oregon Trail, right? Wasn't it? Or was it was it in Oregon? I thought it was. I
5: thought you were saying the Oregon Trail. No, and I'm i was sorry. like, well, That's what it became. <laughs>
4: <laughs> or was that California? Maybe that was California. Now that I think, I think it, it was
5: California. Yeah. California through Nevada, and uh, yeah, I threw up watching that. I oh can't. my gosh. I actually what? threw up. Yeah. I can't. See. It really freaks me out ever since. Like I can not I sat down I was like oh what's this my mom was watching it and she told me to stop being dramatic she's like
4: she's like rubbing I'm her like hands together
5: I'm uncomfortable I'm sweating I hate the cannibal thing Why Another this? person bit the
6: tip of his finger off
1: I'd imagine fingers is not a lot of meat there probably if you're a cannibal that's probably not where you start That's not where you're starting. No. I'm thinking no, no, no,
6: about like the teeth on the or maybe they're bone, like an
2: appetizer. You
1: know? <laughs> pulling
5: the flesh off of it and people it's fingers. Really now you gotta
2: get through that creep. bit that that connects like the first oh. bendy part of your finger to yeah, the, the rest beat. of the finger yeah you want. to. I feel like beat. that would be really easy. like if you bit down hard enough and just ripped. Like an alligator death roll, I think you could sever it easier than you're thinking, Mega. People where you always joke. And if say you think that, about like, it, Mega, uh, I'm just, just saying you should. They think say about that like it.
1: the butt cheeks are the best thing to eat. It, like <laughs> in a live, people
5: always joke. About everyone that.
1: always jokes about that, but I think that's just like gristle, right? You know what I mean? It's just all fat, like What's probably gristle. Gristle, like the gristle on a steak, you know? Oh, yeah.
5: I didn't know that's yeah. what it was called. I just called it the fatty part.
1: Well, it is the fatty. I think there right. is a difference between the fat and the
4: gristle.
5: Who's the gristle on the show?
4: Ooh. Who isn't the Gristle? There I'm is
5: sure. none on this show. I think we're too lean. No, I'm pro- we're lean meat.
4: No, I'm probably the Gristle.
5: We're 90% lean. Uh,
4: I'll, I'll cop to it and say I'm the Gristle. Where is his
1: finger? Oh, wow. But
4: uh-huh. when it comes to... Uh when it comes to that, I always enjoyed. Uh, you don't like cannibal content. No, you, did you watch? Did you watch, so you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? Did you watch that show? No, I didn't. Tim
2: Meadows is the cannibal on that show was always very amusing. Wasn't well, so there is some like movie or TV show I saw advertising for about a month ago, where it was just like yeah. cannibals. Yeah, like the whole I movie saw, was about cannibals.
5: I know cannibals. what you're talking about. And when it came on, I was like, "This looks like the worst thing. It's really freaking me out." <laughs> what was that it's movie so with Ethan Hawke? Like, where uh, uh, they crash in the plane? They, you see somebody, and Alive. they just have, is right. Yes, they have blood all over Rugby their mouth, and the insinuation is that they just like ate somebody's leg i'm just like oh right. i can't
4: why, why we found a new we've found that anytime there's a cannibal story please uh forward those if you could to uh at megan underscore otolini i really should know this <laughs> and mega waffles uh i not gonna
5: uh, be able to sleep 32
4: at megan Instagram. underscore Adelini, 32, at mega yeah, waffles. That's 22 it. yeah
5: 32 if you it.
4: want to forward those to her i think she'd appreciate it uh 617-779-7937 that's how you jump in line here on weei we will wrap things up with end game next
0: Jones and Mego return after this on WEEI.
2: Y'all want to play a f***ing game? Game over, man. Game over. You little punk.
1: It's time for Endgame, which is sponsored by Cars for Kids. The easy way to donate your car. Donate today. Your car can be picked up tomorrow. Call 877 cars for kids (laughs) Uh, Today. Or donate online at (laughs) carsforkids.org. Remember, that's cars with a K. (laughs) <laughs> all right, Ryan. Uh, we got uh, three questions here. <laughs> not while I'm doing the read, uh, we good have three questions here, and uh, thank you there, Joe Mazzula. And they all have stuff to do with things that we talked about today on the show, like we cannibalism. Begin not with cannibalism. Oh, that would be
4: a, it. Would be a good topic though.
1: But uh, with who player who the Celtics are playing tonight? That's Damian Lillard. He is the subject of our first question. Damian Lillard, where's the number zero? As a nod to his native hometown of this. Oh, I do know this. What? Damian Lillard, who the Celtics play tonight, wears the number zero as a nod to his native hometown of this. My handwriting is just so bad. I'm re- I'm
4: rewriting. I don't
5: even know if this is a town.
1: <laughs> I don't even know
4: if it's a town. Now I was anticipating. Try it. Pick a town. <laughs> I was anticipating Arkan was going to ask where he went to college. That was my. I was ready to write that down.
1: Weber State.
4: Weber State. Weber this State was, uh what it was. Weber that's State. that's what I was anticipating. I was ready to write it down, and then Arkan threw a curveball. But I think I'm pretty sure I have this. Okay.
5: No, this is definitely not a town. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, hold on. I, I gotta want to hear you I stick put with that. I on anyone. I'll I'll let you know what it was after. Yes. I just put that, this down. That's what I was gonna say. Okay. I want I want to hear what, you, know what, what you
1: think. I'd like to know if it's a town or not.
5: Okay. I'm done.
1: All right, we're done. Yes. Uh, the question: Damian Lillard, who the Celtics played tonight, wears the number zero as a nod to his native hometown of this. Jones, you wrote Oakland. Oakland is correct.
5: Oh, I wrote Orlando.
1: Orlando, <laughs> not a bad guess, but yes, the, uh, the zero o is
4: the zero. Do I you know, know what my original guess? Yes.
5: was? Ontario. <laughs>
1: that is that is not a town.
4: No, hey, I didn't guess It's a province. It's a province. Yeah, yeah that's what yep. I was like. No, because oh, Toronto,
5: gosh. Toronto is in Ontario, right? How do you
4: th- Toronto is in Ontario? How do you think Raycroft? How do you think the Razor would react to Mego thinking that? Ontario. I said, I
5: corrected myself. Well, but oh. you were th- you were
4: thinking it, though. Sorry
5: for being so transparent. Way, oh.
4: to, way to just sully an entire province, right? Right, uh. Right? Razor? <laughs> I'm
2: not going to go there.
5: There's definitely an Ontario as a town somewhere in the country. You know what? You're probably right. There probably yeah, is know, an Ontario. It's like oh, Ontario,
2: Louisiana.
4: It's yep.
5: Paris, Nebraska. That,
1: you know what? You're probably right. Actually, you probably, you probably would have technically been proven right on that.
5: Anyway, it wasn't the answer. Can we get number two?
1: All right, here we go. Question number two. Uh, Jones, earlier in the show when we were talking about Lamar Jackson, you said who has a winning record against Bill, and that made me think of this. Uh, A former quarterback who now runs a mushroom farm in Colorado retired in 2007 with a perfect record of three wins and zero losses against Bill Belichick.
5: A mushroom farm? Yes.
4: (laughs) Now, I also believe I know this.
2: Mm.
4: Now, I thought at first... I'm like, this guy, I was thinking Gio Carmazzi when you first said mushroom farm. <laughs> He's a shepherd,
1: I think. Yeah, <laughs> Something.
4: Gio Carmazzi famously drafted over Tom Brady by his hometown San Francisco 49ers, mm-hmm. who I believe became a goat
1: farmer. I think it was goats, not mushrooms.
5: Retired in 2007. hmm. I got nothing.
1: That's what Akeem in uh, Coming to America said. A goat herder. Oh, Remember? Yeah, that's what he sure. said he was. So that you know,
4: I didn't see the new one. I mean, again, I don't see any movies. You see the new one, Arkan? How did I you feel did. about that? Yeah, it was all
1: right. Okay, I like the Wesley Snipes was funny in it. Hmm. Um, the question is. Uh, this quarterback, who now runs or former quarterback, who now runs a mushroom farm in Colorado, retired in 2007 with a perfect record of three wins and zero losses against Bill Belichick. Uh, Megan, you need this one. So, what do you? Uh, what'd you write?
5: I wrote nothing. Wrote I, nothing. I wasn't going to embarrass myself. I didn't see okay. much
1: pen to paper over
4: there. Yeah, this, I was
5: trying to, I was thinking help? up until the end. If I gave
4: you a hint, would it? Would it help if to say that this individual, I believe, Arkan, won a playoff game against
1: Bill
2: Belichick?
4: He would did? that help narrow
1: Probably it down? Probably not. All? No. Still a no. Okay, Jake Plummer. Jake, Jake, Jake Plummer. Snake. Jake the Snake Plummer is who we were looking
2: for. It. I like my hint too.
1: <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> all right, it looks like Jones has this one in the bag. But let's all do right. the third question just for poops and giggles. What do you? Say. Okay, sure. All right, here we go. This has to do with kids' menus, um, and Ooh. the question is as follows: Cluckadoodle chicken tenders, mac it yours mac and cheese, and corn doggy bites are all items you'll find on the kids' menu at this staple of Patriot Place. Oh. Also, I'm told a favorite of Matt Patricia. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I think I got the. Word. I think I also. The bites are to die for. Now, I, without
4: that hint, I never. I was gonna try to. I think I have to order like, them takeout,
1: otherwise they know it's not
4: for me. <laughs> I was gonna try to think like Arcan because sometimes you gotta think like Arcan on these, and I'm like, all right, Arcan, what's a, what's hyper local, <laughs> that maybe Arcan the Arcan household would have grown up going to, but then when you threw in the Patriot Place hint, I think I, uh, I think that g- I think that gave it away. Is what I, I think so I think. too. I think he gave it away. Unless I'm totally wrong. Well, we're about well, to I out. mean we're
5: both thinking Davios, right? We
4: were, <laughs> we were both so confident in our uh, survivor answer the other week, and that, yeah, that like, proved
5: oh, okay. that proved to be wrong. Obviously. What a
1: noob question by Arcan. We'll get this. <laughs> and it turns out we didn't
4: get
5: it.
1: All right. So you never know. The question cluckadoodle chicken tenders, yeah. <laughs> Mac at yours, mac and cheese, corn doggy bites are all items you will find on the kids menu at this staple of Patriot Plays. Jones, Red Robin. Red Robin. Is correct, and Meggo got that one, too. so she's on the Red boundary. Robin. Hmm. Uh, true. Exciting. True. I still haven't gotten to do this tiebreaker yet. Uh, you want to do
5: it just for fun? You
1: want to do it? Just yeah, we can do it just for fun. Is it still the same tiebreaker as yesterday? Same tiebreaker as I've had this entire time. You've yeah. been sitting there with the same tiebreaker? Well, there's never been a tie.
5: Okay, oh. save it for the tie, then. Yeah, why exactly. Save it for the, why are we for the tie.
1: Why are, why, are we, why are we wasting it? I don't know, because we got three more minutes. I was going to well, tell I you. I didn't
5: tell you about my friend who used to work at Red Robin in high school, and oh. she had to, once a month, be the Robin. Really? She had to Wait. get in a big, they used to do like a, ro- a Red Robin mascot. They have an course, actual yeah. Robin at yeah, the restaurant? Yeah, it was restaurants? Like a big ass Robin mm-hmm. and it had a head and everything. Like you couldn't tell who was inside it. And she would have to stand in the mall and wave at people and try to welcome them into the Red Robin. Nice.
4: Well, I think that tops my Red Robin story. I was about to say, I, basically when I did the old uh, ESPN Boston radio show. Huge brag. When Kurt uh, Schilling would blow us off every Friday, that show, very, very well known for mm-hmm. that. Where Kurt Schilling would just never show up for his paid
1: appearances, if that sounds familiar. And uh, He's busy collecting memorabilia. Yeah, it's true. Uh,
4: I was told they were going to discontinue the show at a Red Robin. Wow! That's that's where I was. That's where I was told they would discontinue the ESPN wow, Boston over a show. Over p- plate of cluckadoodle doodle chicken tenders. over <laughs> cluck-a-doodle
1: chicken tenders, or what was the other thing? <laughs>
4: the mac and yours, mac and cheese,
1: dippin' dots, or whatever they were.
5: Red
4: cheeseburger
1: and uh, corn doggy bites.
4: I don't. I'm sure the food was wonderful at Red Robin. I'm sure it was just tremendous. It didn't taste it so is. good. At, it didn't taste so good to me that day, personally.
5: A little bitter.
4: But I'm sure it's. Uh, I'm sure it's these chicken tenders don't taste the same (laughs) all right we have red sox baseball next is that correct yes yes in puerto rico and team puerto rico if they lose this game does it count we'll have to think about that i don't know if it counts i mean it's not it's not a real grapefruit league game stay tuned comes your way now on ei